0: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the In The Latch Podcast. I am Adam Lee, and I am here, as always, with Mr. Matt Benfield. Yeah. You look like you're ready to say something. No,
1: I I wasn't. I was ready to take a sip of my drink.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. I just didn't want to interrupt. I wanted you to have plenty of mic time. Plenty. Plenty. Because this episode is going to be a little bit different, um... We sat down, or actually, I should say, I sat down with um, Lefty Key. Um, I was up in Bryson City over the weekend. He is a PRCA permit card holder. Uh, He's a barrel man. And we're doing this series on bullfighting. So we uh, had a really interesting conversation about working a barrel. You know, a lot of times when we talk about being in the barrel, um, we, we think we kinda of synonymous barrel man and clown, but that's not necessarily yeah. the case.
1: Not always, nope. There is a art to work in the barrel. Yeah. And, and most funny men don't have it. They have it as a prop. Right. Um, but there are there are a few that actually do know how to get in the barrel and,
0: and work the barrel. Yes. Yeah. And Lefty is one of those. And a good one he is. Indeed. <laughs> um, in fact he is the best one arm barrel man you'll ever see.
1: True. True. Hands, down. Hands down. No oh. pun, No pun. Oh, hand good. down. The best in the barrel. One arm.
0: Yes. Give old lefty a hand. Yep. Because well, God knows he needs it.
1: Well, I hate uh, I wasn't there for the interview. Yeah, we
0: were going to try to do it and link it to, you know, like we mentioned um, on the Ronald Black episode, which if you haven't listened to, you're missing out. I went back and listened to it, and it, <laughs> it was it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Even though Ronald did told his total his truck when he left
1: left here. here and totaled his truck. I'm telling you, that's some bad juju.
0: It is. I'm just thankful that this is not the Ronald Black Memorial episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would um
1: not good. That
0: would have not been good. Thanks for all. bringing it up. Yeah, it uh, could have been bad for poor old Ronald, but he's still with us, thank God. Um, but we did mention it. You know, you came down Friday night, Lincolnton, and we were going to try to get down with Lefty, and it just didn't work out.
1: I got there during the national anthem. Yeah. So I and didn't make Ernie it.
0: Wouldn't let me stop announcing the report podcast. Yeah. So how dare he? <laughs> well, he <does>. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and we w- we were <laughs> talking about you coming up to Bryson this weekend and us getting up with Lefty, but you just couldn't make that work with your feral racing schedule and I, Oh Lord. So, um, so <laughs> Lefty was there. So me and him sat down and had a really good talk about it. Um, so we're going to cut over to that interview in just a second, but before we do, um, once again, we have merchandise that is on the way.
1: Paid for and on the way now. I yes. have the email confirmation. Would you like the confirmation number? No. Okay, good, because like, I don't have but, it.
0: But, what I would like is a estimated date of arrival, if you have that. What's the day? Um I I got you there. I don't
1: know. You don't even know. I don't even know what. (laughs) All right, cool.
0: we kind of like a week, two weeks. So it's here. It's here. Great. Wonderful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's out there on the porch right now. Great. Amazon just left it. Wow. That's wonderful. Yep.
0: That is fast service. Thanks,
1: Terry. Have Mm -hmm. a good one.
0: Yeah. Great service from our friend, Brianna Lester.
1: Brianna Lester, BMAR Media, hooked
0: us up. Um.
1: Yeah, check us out. We are, I'm back on Facebook. You're on Facebook and Instagram. If you're interested in a t-shirt or a hat, we are limited on our supply, but we have a few left. Absolutely. We do have a few. So,
0: um, yeah, definitely if you're interested in getting one of those, let us know ASAP, as they say.
1: You must be cool.
0: Yeah, that, that was on my calendar today, my word of the day calendar. ASAP, something as as soon as possible.
1: Wow, thank you for that. I I had no idea.
0: They call it an acronym. It was actually acronym was on the calendar.
1: no, you really just had to say acronym. That's that's where you were going with this whole thing. Exactly. Okay, I get it.
0: We're helping lead into that. Um, Yeah, please um, let us know people to shirt. Check her out on social media as well. Absolutely. If you are if you are looking to have anything done, she will do you right. Um, We would also appreciate a review. A lot, or no, I guess a like a review on wherever you listen to our podcast app. Those reviews kind of help knock us up the rankings. You know, when you search rodeo or anything like that, those reviews kind of will help us move on up. So that is that. Um, next weekend, I've got a big NCA IPRA show over in Tennessee it's where I'm going to be the first weekend of May. Um, you going anywhere, Matt?
1: That's a good question. I'll have to look wow, at my calendar. You sound like
0: <laughs> me. Or you, or you could be uh, like me and just go ahead and book stuff and then yeah. check on the calendar later.
1: I, I better look at it.
0: And then, of course, the weekend after that, we have um, South Carolina coming up, Broken Pike Field. Mm-hmm. So, um, big things happening. Uh, but we're going to get right down to our interview now with our good friend, John Lefty from Missouri. Um, I sat down with him. Unfortunately Matt was not there, but uh, but Lefty is entertaining enough. He could have done the show by himself and you would have still loved it. So hope you enjoy our interview with uh, John Lefty Key. If you're interested in booking me or Matt or getting a hold ups about a T shirt, Adam Lee the announcer on Instagram or Facebook and the Matt Benfield.
1: On Facebook. No no professional announcer or anything like that at the end. Just Matt Benfield. Yes.
0: Matt Benfield. Yeah, that's it. That is it. All right. Well, we're going to get into our interview with Lefty Key. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to sit down and get started here talking to the legendary Lefty for sale. I mean, Lefty uh, Key. With a name like Lefty, you have to be an amazing person. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of times I feel left out or shorthanded, but other than that, <laughs> we're doing all right. Short-handed, you know this is not on video so people yeah. can't see what i see and it looks like you're you're missing a very important appendage i am i uh, i lost my left arm in a tractor accident back in uh, 2002 all the way up to the shoulder and, and uh so i am the best one arm rodeo clown hand down that you've ever <laughs> seen because uh, there's um, i am the only one you are the only one for sure um so what kind of tractor accident was it? Uh, we were building fence, the wife and I, and, uh, of course, dummy me, I leaned over to put pressure on the head of the uh, PTO, or of the post hole digger, and my shirt tail got caught in the uh, PTO shaft. right, right. took me through the three-point hitch a few times. Wow. And then my arm got hooked on the auger and ripped it off before my wife could get it shut off. Wow. That uh, That is quite a wreck. Yeah. And, and the good thing of it is it's kind of neat because the lady – The head of vascular surgery at St. Louis University Hospital up there, she said, I don't believe in God, and I don't believe in miracles, but I have to now because there is no way you should be alive, let alone sitting here talking to me. Right. Uh, She said, you should have bled out two to five minutes when your wife went in to call the ambulance. She should have never seen you alive again. Did they airlift you out of there? Uh, The ceiling was too low, and so I had to go by ambulance to the local hospital. Uh, The county and the police shut every intersection down between my house and the hospital, which is about 10 miles. And then they went from that hospital. I wasn't there very long, and then they sent, shipped me by ambulance up to St. Louis, wow. which is supposed to be about an hour and forty-five minutes, and it took him under an hour. That is rolling. Yeah, and it was raining, so I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to make it through the ride or not. So. Right, if the tractor didn't kill you, the amylapse ride just might. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you are from Missouri, yes sir. Originally, nope. Originally, I am from the very south, well, southern tip of Illinois. Uh, a oh wow. Town called Johnson City. And, I liked you better when you said you were from Missouri. Well, we're just going to pretend you're from yeah, Missouri. there you go. <laughs> Southern Illinois is not bad because right. it's, you know, it's just part of, of uh, Kentucky and uh, Missouri. But anything north of Mount Vernon they can have. I had a great-grandfather from Indiana. Okay, yeah. And um, he rode the rails, and he bought cattle, and he met my grandma. They got married, and they actually went out to Indiana. And uh, my great-grandmother said they were out there during the winter and she said, This is the coldest place I've ever been. I'm going back to North Carolina. You can stay or go, but I'm not staying out here anymore. Yeah, they must have been in northern Indiana. I'm not sure where they were from, but uh, they were Harrises. And I know there's a bunch of Harrises out there in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, my kinfolk, I reckon. Yeah. Well, I spent 14 years in, in Madison, Wisconsin. Well, outside of Madison, I was a firefighter medic up there. Uh, had a building cave in on me, took me off the job. But uh, it, it gets a little chilly up there. You have been fraught yeah. with accidents in your life. Well, yeah. I might need you to back up, yeah. a little bit here. My we're wife wants to know she get paid for the times I should have died. <laughs> uh, I was hit by a drunk driver back in the '80s and, and uh, broke my neck, C2, and uh, you know, so I, I, yeah, I kind of been through the mill. Wow, the I good Lord's had a hand on me <laughs> for sure. Um, and then throw in, you know, we were talking at the last show. It used to bounce, which yeah, that's a hazardous profession. Yeah something we've, we've both done it yeah night, but not together no i wish i'd uh i wish we could have done it together yeah. you know we would have had my balance a is a time. little different now now if i fall i kind of bounce if i'm <laughs> in the middle <laughs> if i land in the middle <laughs> so how did you get into rodeo well my cousin and i we uh he we used to break horses and uh he was about randy was like, more hazardous profession there. yeah yeah he was about five years older than i was and uh he decided that we ought to rodeo so i started riding bareback horses and uh we would go and i'd tell my mom and dad i was spending a night with somebody randy i'd go to his house and we'd go to rodeo and he'd sign as my legal guardian wow. uh, my daddy went to his grave not knowing that i rodeo and uh which which was probably dad wouldn't have cared except he'd have just been saying you get you get hurt and you can't work on a farm so he right, would, you know that's right. the only reason uh it wasn't about getting hurt it was about to not work it yeah that's but, what got it yeah uh, and then my mama found out after i had retired a few times uh, she came to, a, to a visit us up in Wisconsin, and I'd been conned into fighting for little britches. And uh, so uh, she came, surprised me on a weekend to visit, and it's like, oh, well, you want to go to rodeo? And when I started putting on my makeup, then she realized that I, I was rodeoing. She figured it out. <laughs> she figured it out. Were you any good at bareback riding? I was until I broke an arm. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this my, is, and that was in this a three is the three-way accident a episode. Yeah. We, we should have put you on our rodeo Rex episode yeah, you because go. you are a rodeo I wreck, a wreck you know? <laughs> yeah I, I used to motocross on three wheelers and i come off a jump wrong and wrap my left arm right. when i had it around my neck and uh matter of fact i, I lost full use of it and the uh, doctor said that i would never use it again i didn't know that he was speaking prophetically yes um but uh, he, he was right he also said of because i asked him i had to steel rod in that over my left arm and i said what happens if i break it he said if you break that arm bad enough to do any damage to that rod, you got more problems. And Well, he was right. <laughs> he was a good doc. Time would tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you did that for a while. You mentioned fighting, so I guess you transitioned from bareback riding to yeah. bull fighting. Yeah, because I rode left-handed, and once I had to switch to my right hand, I wasn't any good, and so yeah, fighting bulls was a guaranteed check. And yes. So uh, I'd been around cows. We raised cows and, and stuff all, you know, all my life, and so I figured – That'd be a good way to make some money. And so I went to fighting, and that's how I ended up where I am. Okay. So where are some of the places you fought bulls at? Uh, mainly just amateur shows around, you know, southern Illinois, Kentucky, uh, Indiana, around in there. Uh, nothing big. Right. And then I, I retired, moved to Wisconsin, thought I was done with it. Got up there, and I got conned into fighting for little britches, and I fought for them for four years until I retired again. <laughs> uh, it's Rodeo is kind of like the Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Yes, you know? right. just right. Yeah, you just once can't quite get away from it. Once it gets your hooks in, it's like a treble hook. You ain't gonna let go. Right. That's right.
1: Uh, but
0: um, it was, you know, it was a neat way to, to get back into it. I didn't want my kids rodeoing, so that's I, where I retired to raise my family. And that didn't work. Uh, my daughter run barrels, which I didn't phew. like. Uh, no, nobody likes barrel racers. No. And, and then I, uh, I got a, I got a boy that he's now he's a. Uh, been out of school for a little bit he still fights bulls he fought bulls yeah. when he was in high school and he yeah. used horses now right no that's he's the one that's the attorney oh oh, oh really yeah i got a i okay. got a lawyer that fights bulls and then uh my youngest he uh, he went to college that took him carry new mexico on a bareback scholarship okay uh matter of fact yeah they qualified for the college national finals twice and they didn't get to go last time because of that nasty word covid and uh but on the first year he they uh, at the college rodeo they throw Oh, there's about 300 kids throughout the nation that make it. And they throw everybody's name in a hat, and they draw and they win a pickup truck, and he was the lucky winner of the pickup truck. Wow. So, uh, but he don't rodeo anymore. He shoes horses and, uh, and blacksmiths and stuff. And just, he said he can't afford to get hurt Yes. in rodeos because he's got to make a living. Um, unlike other professional athletes, um, you know, there is no – there is an injury list, but there's no payment on the injury list. Yeah, and that injury list is big. Yes. It's not a matter of if, it's when and how bad that you're going to get hurt. Well, you know, I say it most times that I announce places. You see these cowboys out here. They ride week in and week out with injuries that would put any other professional athlete on the sidelines for an extended period of time. Um, well, and its They is, don't sit on the sidelines with turf toe. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like old uh, LeBron James, yeah. you know, he stubs his toe and – and Cries about the injustice in the world. Yes, yeah. it, it's the it's the world working against him that made him stub his toe. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah it's always somebody else's fault, <laughs> right? As he draws in millions. Yes, poor oppressed yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Anyway, we 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 can get we can <laughs> park there for a while. Yeah. Um. But well, last night, not, you know, I had a pair of Nike tennis shoes. Yeah. There for a while, but I, I had to get rid of them because they were hurting my feet when I stood for the national anthem. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, uh, O Kaepernick, he, tr- he said that the NFL was like being on the plantation, and he won, you know, I mean, I don't know of any folks on a plantation that made millions except no, Kaepernick. Be a, you I know, would that. Yeah, right. But isn't it funny that now he's trying so hard to get back on the plantation? Yeah. Yeah, he wants it back. And these people believe him, but I, anyway. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. I I, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just right. for good measure, <laughs> let's yeah. throw that in. Yeah. Hey, you wonder... I don't know if you've ever looked at our reviews on uh on Apple, but somebody went in there and left like a, a Black Lives Matter review. Oh, and um, you know I believe Black Lives Matter, but so does whites and Asians and cops. You're and racist. That's why you believe. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm, I'm white, so I'm racist.
1: <laughs> I, just, I, I, I am very prejudiced. You know, me and I Matt, we purple
0: cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like to throw this stuff out every yeah. now and then, just because it runs off the riff raft. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, Back you know, to rodeo. You won't see a you won't see a cowboy kneeling for the national anthem. You
1: I have never kneel seen for the that.
0: Prayer, but they won't. They'll be standing I, tall when that flag comes. Around. I have never seen that, and probably never will. No, um, I'd hate to see what happened to them if they did. <laughs> yeah, it would. you know, I've always said I want to announce a fight. It's something I've always wanted to do. I've been at two rodeos this year that a fight broke out. One involved knives, Whoa. And I didn't get to announce either one of them. <laughs> one I ended up sort of being involved in, and the other one happened outside of the arena and I couldn't see it. But if what you the scenario you just mentioned happened, I might get to announce a fight. You probably would. I have actually got the HBO boxing theme song ready to go <laughs> in my computer just yeah, in it's case. It's, yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Um. So anyway, back to rodeo. <laughs> um. So you fought bulls mm-hmm. and then you transitioned at some point to being a funny man. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. what was that? Tra- was it just uh, age? Cause you, age you do and, have age a weight. <laughs> 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 uh, when I, could I, I had, I was done. I did. You know, I, I really thought that I was done rodeo and stuff. Cause back in my time, there wasn't a funny man. You fought and were the funny man, uh, right. You know, for most of these smaller shows that, that I was doing. So, uh, and I can remember the time, I mean, you you fought, you done know, and there was no, the funny man did not have a mic. So you had to do everything with your body language, and, yeah. and you know, the announcer had to know where you were going with stuff. And so it was a lot different than it is today. But, so I, I had a contractor call me, and he asked me if I'd come out of retirement for just one show. And I kept telling him, no, 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 right. no. And I said, I, I cannot fight a boy. He goes, no, no, I'm just asking you to come in and be a funny man. And I still have my old barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, And, I I mean, it was old. Uh, Dwayne LeBuff built it, and it was an old barrel. But uh, I still had it, and and he finally calmed me into doing one show seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I see that um, you did not reenter into retirement after that. Uh, No. No, 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 And here you are. Yeah. Somebody asked me if I was planning on retiring anytime soon. I said, my goal is I still want to be in the barrel at 70. Uh, and how old are you now lefty I am 57 57 so you got 13 years yep and um, I think you can do it I think so I think, I think so, so. Um, it's uh, it's it's a little different in the barrel walking it you know being only only one-armed uh, the guy that built my barrel is a light light barrel that barrel only weighs 137 pounds and uh, so I can I can pack it a little bit one-handed I'm I i do not consider myself a great barrel man because I can't run it uh, I'm not afraid to get in and take a hit Matter of fact, kind of fun once in a while, uh, but yeah, I I don't consider y'all because I can't go running across the arena with it and right. you will get there. But I I will, as the turtle says, I'll get there someday. <laughs> slowly yeah. but surely. Slowly but surely, I'm on my way. So that's actually one of the reasons um, we wanted to talk to you because you know, we are doing our bullfighting. <clears throat> Excuse me, all this dust last night is messing oh, man, with me. dust allergies are bad, and then man, it was dusty in here last night. Um, because we are sitting here on Saturday afternoon, beautiful Saturday oh, afternoon gorgeous. in Bryson City. Mountains all um, around it. Yeah, it's Ooh. beautiful up here. Um, and so we got another show coming up tonight at 8. Um, but the reason that we really wanted to sit down is during our bullfighting season, um, we really wanted to talk about the barrel. Um, it's something a lot of people don't know, don't understand anymore. Honestly, a lot of funny men call themselves barrel men. Um, but if you look at them, they set the barrel there, and they may sit on it, yeah. But when they turn out a bull, they run from the fence and they yeah. leave the barrel, exactly. You know, um, but there is a part of bullfighting is actually working the barrel. It actually plays a little bit of a purpose, um, and it's something a lot of people don't understand. So, um, I know you, you and your wife. I think y'all are going to do some stuff this afternoon, and I've got some fresh trout waiting on me. Ooh. Yes, um, so. I don't want to take too long um, because we both have stuff to do and get ready for the show tonight, but I do want to take a few minutes and kind of go into the barrel a little bit and talk about it. Um, So, you mentioned before that you have a light barrel. Yes. Um, Typically, how much does one of these barrels weigh? I've seen them as low as 127, which mine's right in that neighborhood. Uh, The reason mine's a little bit more is because I added a couple inches of uh, height uh, because I can't Crouched down as low as I used to, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, mostly I've seen them everywhere from 100, 127 to my last the barrel that I had before this one. I would say it was probably pushing two seventy. Wow, it was heavy. That's it, a lot of weight to, to tote around. It is. It, it is pretty and quickly I, as well. Yeah, and that when I had that steel barrel, I didn't. I didn't tote it. I'd get in it, but wherever it was at, that's where I was planted. Right until they moved me. Uh, but I think a lot of the reason today that a lot of your Barrel men don't get in the barrel is because your young fighters don't know how to work it. There's no, I don't think there's a lot of people out teaching them. I mean, they'll, they'll teach them freestyle, they teach them you know, really good bullfighting skills, and there's a lot of great, great bullfighters out there, but they're not teaching them how to work the barrel. Right. Uh, I was at one school, and, and Dusty Tuckness was there, and I'd say Dusty, is a, he's an excellent teacher on how to work the barrel. He actually puts that into his. I uh, worked with Frank Newsom at a school, and, and Frank will teach them how to work the barrel. Uh, but most of your younger guys they don't they're not interested in it it's like oh it's just out there and you know we we've talked about it before um if if someone doesn't know how to work that barrel it's very dangerous it is they can i've only heard my wife my wife records uh those this, you know, this work whenever saville is getting close or whatever or she'll delete what she, you know they don't hit it right uh, but i've only heard her voice on that recording one time and uh, I had a, a bullfighter that he told me he knew how to work the barrel, but uh, he didn't. And I hear on the recording, because I, I could see what was going on, because when you go down that barrel, you can't see. Right. Uh, you can look up, and that's about it. Uh, but I I could hear on the recording when I watched it, her voice going, get his head out of there! Because they had left my open end towards the bull's head, because you know, those barrels are open on both ends. Right. And he had his horn and head in with me. And uh, oh, man. I was I I could feel him brush me in, and I'm thinking what the heck's going on you know, uh, but then I noticed after that he he yeah he didn't know how to work the barrel he was set up stiff on it when he was set up he set up at my head end and left the op- my foot end open to him one time and it's like whoa so let's talk about that for a second when you're yeah. working a barrel what's the uh, the philosophy behind that let's back up even yeah. before that what. In theory, um, you know, I've talked to one-eyed Jack about that and stuff. It's a lot to do with positioning, where you want to be with the shoot open right. and things like that. Yep. So where do you try to set up, and what's, what's the purpose of having that barrel there? The purpose of having the barrel there is to protect, really to protect the bull fighters uh, or or the rider, but most of the time it's a fighter because if the fighter goes down, I'm trying to get there to get the bull to come to me. Uh, we always try to set them uh, on, the, on the opposite of the end of the latch, so that when it opens, we're not the first thing the bull sees. So we don't distract them. We're trying to be out of their vision. And then whenever, you know, you just sit there unless things go haywire or, you know, like a hang up or a uh, fighter goes down or you need to get in there a little closer. You know, if you got a hot bull, you get in you'll walk it up closer so that he'll hit you instead of hitting the, the fighter or the right. rider. Right. Uh, a good fighter, when like last night, Josh done an excellent, excellent job. Yeah. I watched the video. He done a yeah, he did. fantastic job working the barrel. Uh, you know, the bull was coming at it. He broke him down, which means he'll make a fake to get the bull to go away from the barrel, not to hit me full blast until he gets me laid down. He'll then he lays me down and comes around, spins me so that I'm broadside to the bull's head, and that way, you know, he's he's, he's rolling me and not end over ending me uh you know because that end over end is not a fun ride what's it like getting hit by a bull in the barrel despite all the padding and all that is it is it air ride equipped uh sure okay yeah it yeah. is because you know most of us are full of hot air <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it is uh you know there's different types of padding uh, there's, there's some that, that like the real cushy uh i know there's one guy's kind of like an upholstery in a. In a big truck or something that's, you know, softer foam. And mine is a is a high-dense, almost the type of material you see around pipes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because when I push and I lock in, I don't want it to give. Uh, I want it to be solid so that I can hit. But it's still padded enough if you hit your head you hope not get knocked out. Uh, I have been knocked out in it. Really? Uh, I know once. some barrel men actually wear helmets. Yeah, I've get seen that it. now. I've Jack does, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah, Jack does. There's another guy that's got a head injury from the uh, Army Army. And stuff that he started doing a little barrel man stuff he wears a helmet uh, and there are a few out there but uh, you know us old guys are a little hard-headed and you know <laughs> it's kind of like you know when the vests come in and the helmets for the for the bull riders come in you know it yeah. was the old guys fought it you know right like, oh, yeah, you're a cowboy if you do that um, well you know I mean you, you've lived such an injury-free life yeah. luck has been on your side so I can understand why you'd be so optimistic yeah. Yeah. Uh, to get in yeah. without a helmet you yeah bet. you know, uh, <laughs> But it, 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 it's – and I tell people it's like, one, it's like riding a roller coaster after dark because you once you go down, you have no idea what's happening. Uh, so you don't know if you're going backwards, sideways. You don't know. You're just in there. Uh, and the other thing is about like being in a head-on collision in a Volkswagen with a semi because <laughs> uh, me and my barrel, we weigh, I don't know, what, 400 pounds, and that bull's 1,500 pounds. Right. Uh, yeah, I was getting ready to anywhere. say, you know, a light barrel only weighing 120 pounds even up to 270. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got pads on them, but you know, I'm sitting here right next to your barrel and when you say pads, it's not it's, what it's a not lot plastic. of people think of pads. It's no. it's it's a hard padding. Mm-hmm. So it's not soft and plushy no, at all. No. And and the outside of the what people a lot of people don't realize either too is the outside of the barrel's padded. Uh it's got it's got a, a padding and then it's got fiberglass wrap. Around that, you'll know, just the just the mesh, and then and then duct tape. Yeah, and uh, like is good. It's not. It's got a vinyl tape over that. The Coors banquet tape. Uh, you know that that Coors sends a PRC barrel man, and so it's got that. And if the reason for that is, is so the bull don't hurt his head when he hits it. And I know <laughs> that's not for your benefit. Real, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not for our benefit. It is for the bull's benefit because you know how people are on animals and stuff. But we don't want an animal hurt. We don't want to. Yeah. You know, we want them to. You know, if they hit it, we want to hit it again. And let's be honest. Um, what's the joke you make about bull riders and helmets? Maybe <laughs> the same applies to that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know the the joke with the bull bull rider wearing the helmets. Why would you want to protect that? Same way goes. Why do you? Yeah. The why would the you want so to so hit a <laughs> hit? It again. But you know, it, a lot of that is you know, like like last night. That bull could have left, uh, but Josh brought him back, and that's for the crowd entertainment. Yeah. You know, that, that's for the crowd. It wasn't for the bull rider. It wasn't for Josh. It wasn't for me. It's for the crowd, you know, because the crowd loves it. I mean, you've seen it. Uh, you know, every time when I get in the barrel, it's like, you all know, i say, hey, who wants to see a fat man get hit in the barrel? The crowd go ballistic. They love it. You know, they like to see that. And, you know, the good thing about that is, and I say it, and it's true. You know it's true. Everybody likes to see the wreck. Yeah. But if you've got somebody that knows how to work a barrel, it allows people to see that wreck and everybody walk away fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's as opposed, controlled. it's a controlled wreck. Yes. yes. It's yeah. like a controlled demolition. hmm and um it gives that excitement it gives all that without seeing somebody leave on a stretch which nobody wants no, to see that no uh, we were up in michigan uh, a couple years ago and i had a uh, rider that come he, he was robbing mean, that that bull was right at the gate he could that rider when he come off could have very easily step to the chute and that's where a buddy of mine john roberts was fighting another guy and uh, and a great fighter know how to work the barrel i mean i'd get in anything with him and uh the writer decided it'd be fun to run to the barrel instead of to the shoe oh. and he come to the barrel and the bull had him lined up and that bull hit me wide open As a matter of fact you could hear it on the video there was a lady video and she goes you got you to see this well okay you got to hear this you could hear that bull hit my barrel from the other end of the arena wow he hit it so hard and it was my steel barrel it was yeah, those steel barrels were tanks it hit it so hard it dented the steel and uh, you know, but you, did you have time to get locked yeah, in before coming? And it's like, oh man, this is not going to be fun. Uh, right as right before I went down, I see John Roberts. He just kind of waved at and said, "Sorry, lefty," because uh, you know the bullfighters that they don't want you hurt, you right? Know, and stuff, right, and they they know how to break that. Well, he didn't have time to get to the barrel. I was on the hole, and uh, yeah, I mean that bull smacked it. Wow, and, uh, it was not a controlled wreck. But it, was that probably the hardest the you've ever been hit? There, that's the hardest I've ever. Had, and i because he he had. Brought the bull. They've taken the bull to the other side of the arena, and then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden here he comes. And uh, it what was neat about it is I could hear the crowd suck the air out of the yeah out of the arena. You uh, you hear this, and then once I waved out of the barrel, then everybody busted laughter. Right, you know, once right. they knew I was okay, but I mean, they you could hear him suck it out. I love going to shows where your barrel man is actually a barrel man. It it, it just adds so much to the show. Yeah, so much. Yeah. A lot um, like the shows here, you know, because it's uh, just bulls and barrels, I don't spend as much time uh, in the barrel because I'm wanting to relate to the crowd. Right. I want to paint the crowd, so you got to work the crowd. But then on the short go, you know, last six bulls, ten bulls, whatever, that's when I get in the barrel. You know, that way they get the bold, best of both worlds. Absolutely. And yeah. you are right because that is the downside to the barrel. You are confined yes. to that. Yep. Yep. Um, but as long as you've been doing it, you know the drill. You can be entertaining. still yeah. can find the barrel. But it's better when you have that opportunity to get out. Yeah.
1: During yeah another and, parts and a lot of, the of show. You, know,
0: uh, you know, Brenton James, great, great barrel man. I love to watch him work. Uh, great entertainer. and But he's he's young and limber and very, very athletic. And, I mean, he, can, he bounces in that barrel like you were stepping into a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> and uh, so he can keep, like on these shows, he can get in and out quick. Right. I have to have my geriatric stool. Uh, you know, after I lost <laughs> I, my arm, I can't, that, yeah. I can't jump and post because I, I get a little lopsided uh, when I try to post. My <laughs> uh, shoulder's a little lower than my arm, and so I had to have my geriatric stool. What I call right. it, right? Uh, you know, when you get old and handicapped, you gotta have some <laughs> help. Uh, and so you've got both working against I you. I do. Yeah. yeah, double yeah. whammy. Double whammy. But uh, but you know, and I just make fun of you know, There's people. Uh, I know there's a there's another barrel man that he he'll take his barrel over the fence and climb into it because he's gotten older and heavier and, and can't jump in and rise right. so uh you know and, and you just make fun of it you know we we make fun of ourselves all the time yeah uh, be the butt of the joke or whatever you know it, uh, you can't be thin-skinned skinned and do what you do no I, no no and, and there's times where people think that the the funny man and the announcer hate each other yeah you know the way they go at it and it's just part of it you know, right you just go back and forth and kid each other and, you know you, that, that's just it right you know there's that relationship built And, you know, I've never worked with an announcer yet that's got mad, uh, and I've never been mad at anything an announcer said. So, you know, you just play it. You can't, yeah. Yeah. And I think it it makes the whole show better the harder you go at each other. Yeah, it does. It does, you know, because – and you involve the crowd. I I love to be out in the crowd. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Some of the shows, you know, where there's a big gap or two fences between you and the the crowd, that's hard to work because that, that forms a barrier right and even though it's not I mean they still see you they still hear you and everything there's still that subconscious barrier there right. between you and it's hard for them to get in kind of like life. what we were at in Kentucky yes um yeah and I mean that crowd was great they were and the show was great mm-hmm. but you're right it's just that yeah. that barrier there is a whole different thing when you can walk up to the fence and yeah address somebody through the fence yep you yeah. know it makes them feel like they're more a, a part of the show which is what what I like and and what you like yeah. as well, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I love when the crowds and that's that's part of my. I'm sponsored by Durango Boots, uh, and that's part of my cup. I give that a cup away. So I call it my magic cup uh, because you know, people. It's just a cup, but there's a 50% coupon in there from Durango Boots. That's I mean that coupon could be worth two, three hundred bucks. Yeah, you know if you get a big fancy pair of boots and uh, you know I can hold it up and they go crazy and I put it down and it's just fun to play that and uh, you know yeah and it's easier to do when you're right there with them. And I have an official Epi cup. Yeah. I didn't get the coupon, <laughs> but I did get the official Left. Yeah. I got home, because well, I didn't open it, I don't think, that night that no. you gave it to me. And I got home, and I was taking it out, and um, I looked down in there, and I said, oh my goodness, there's something in there. He gave me a coupon <laughs> too. And I was getting ready to text you and be like, oh, Lefty, thank you. Yeah. And I opened it. It was like the washing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I got my hopes up. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, and I do, you know, We make the cups ourselves because you know uh, we sublimate them there at the house, and that way we can oh, really? do what we want. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we can change it at any time, uh, you know, if we want to change it or whatever. And nice. So uh, yeah, it just adds to it. Yeah. You know, and and then the crowd loves it because they love that coupon, and you know they'll go crazy for just a little bit. You know, right? And you right. Can add that to it because if the crowd's into it, it's a whole lot better rodeo. You know, Man, if they're hooping yeah. and hollering and having fun. Uh, we do, we've done, I had done it for five years. I finally talked him into getting somebody else, not because I didn't want to do it, but as a barrel man, as a funny man, you don't want to be there forever because it, even though I've got new acts and I've got new jokes and that kind of stuff, it's still me, right. Still the same delivery, still the same, you know, and so I, you know, I talked him into this town, the whole town is like four houses, the post office and a church. Wow. Sounds like Turkey foot where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And it's it Redford, and, I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere. The whole county has 6,000 people in it. And uh, my buddy Kerry Kyle's a stock contractor. First time I went in, I was like, oh, my gosh, Kerry, what in the world did you get into? Right. He goes, oh, that'd be a big crowd, big crowd. I'm like, you're nuts. There ain't. Where? There's nobody here. There ain't nobody anywhere around. And I bet you they brought in 4,000 people for that show. Wow. I, it was packed. And I, they crawled out. Of course, there ain't nothing else to do, so they come to the rodeo. Right. ready to have fun. Right. Now, you could say boo, and they'd all just go nuts. <laughs> You know, it was a great time, and and that's what makes it, you know. And the more the crowd's into it, the more I'm into it, the more you're into it. uh, It just, and the writers, everything, everybody just gets more excited. Well, you know, last night, the show started at 8, and they put on the flyer. The gates didn't open until 7. Yeah. So, you and we talked about it just a few minutes ago. 6.30, there's nobody here. (laughs) And I was sweating up there, and, and you told me later that you were back there getting ready sweating. Yeah. Because now, now the crowd showed up. Yes, it was it is. packed and it was great. But man, those shows are hard to work. I did one up on uh, the West Virginia Ohio border several years ago. A zebra monsoon. Uh, I mean, it poured all the way up there. I actually, I fried a bunch of equipment. I, I ordered from my phone at the arena new equipment because I had a show to be at the next weekend. I, I blew a speaker and a mixer, and it was just bad but there might have been 20 people there and but between the rain my microphone was shocking me i got shocked messing with my mixer the poor clown brett carpenter great great funny man he was out there doing walk and talk and i I mean it was just it was so hard to work Mm -hmm. but man when you got a good crowd that's really into it that's that's what I like. Yes, you know. Yeah, um, and oh yeah, well we work those. You know, you have, I have the you know mud knee deep to a giraffe, and you can't move, and you got to change your act up because you're you know, like I've got a this year I've got a little jeep, and are, yeah, last year I had a car, uh, a little golf cart gas powered golf cart that we changed into a Nissan Sentra. They won't go in that much. No, so you got to change everything up. And, right. And, yeah, you know, people don't realize how much money. You know, they're like, oh, you make you make a lot of money. Yeah, I, I spend a lot at the gas station, too, because I'll put 30,000, 40,000 miles on my on my rig a year. That barrel's $3,500. Uh, yeah. You know, your axle run you. you know, even though I build my own Jeep Pack, I've got, I don't know, $2,500 that Jeep. Right. And I built it myself. Well, you know, and that's, that is part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I got a truck. I got it this month last year, and it had 57 miles on. That was just driving it from one dealership to the other mm-hmm. for me to get it. Yeah. And, I mean, I've got pushing 60,000 on it now. Yeah. And not to mention my sound trailer and all the equipment. I mean, it's, you know, but I'm not complaining. No, it's great. It's, it's great. It. But it's just a lot of people don't understand what all goes into it. Yeah. Um, well, we and are. And like us, you know, as a barrel man, you yeah. can't just jump on a plane. No. A plane and fly because you've got your barrel, your act, your everything. So, I mean, I've got a toy hauler that I drag around. You, you've got to drive. You know, yeah. People say, oh, and. and you know, I've got a great wife. My my wife's awesome. Uh, you know, she lets me leave. I'm gone. Like, I'll leave in, you know, middle of June this year, and I'll be, I won't be I will be home till October. Right. You know, uh, she'll meet me at a few of them, like this one she flew in, and we picked her up. Uh, thank you for uh, air miles on your credit card. <laughs> you buy enough fuel. You can get air miles. You get it. You know? That's right. Uh, but, you know, she'll meet me. She'll go on some runs with me, but she don't get to. Somebody's got to work. Might as well be her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah. yeah but yeah hopefully it'll get to a point where she can go with me i love it when she's yeah. there because she does she knows my acts. i don't have to pull somebody out of the family yeah. yeah. to get a volunteer she knows what to do when to do it it just makes it a lot easier for sure uh, yeah i found out this year how good a wife i had because i had to have shoulder surgery on my arm that the only one that i got for two weeks i couldn't move that arm and so i mean she since you to, have no other arm right and so she, she was had, your other yeah, arm. She, she had to feed me. We are fancy in our house. We have a bidet. Oh. Uh, you know, and it's not just a garden hose. <laughs> but my boys, they they said all you gotta do is put a sawhorse in there and, you know, carpet it and slide down it. But I, I like the bidet better. <laughs> you know, so she was, you know, so I got you know, I got a great wife and, and it takes that. You know, we've been married yeah. thirty two years and uh, you know, she's been with the our first date with a rodeo I was fighting it. She didn't know that I was fighting. Uh but surprise surprise you want to go rodeo yeah <laughs> guess what You are to watch uh, but yeah it is yeah you know, and rodeo has come a long way it's a lot yeah. more family oriented now as right. far as it man used that and that's why i didn't want my kids doing do it because it used to be rough 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 you know we'd sit in our trailer see who was coming out of somebody else's trailer uh, <laughs> you know the, the the alcohol the drugs were just constant everywhere and, and now it's not as i mean if you had a cross on your face back then you were man you were marked yeah uh now you see it a lot more. You see more uh, family-oriented stuff. It's, it's right. awesome. Right. I love the way it's direct, the rodeo has become. It's going in that direction. And uh, I'm sure it will continue in that direction. Um, you know, you mentioned we are going to kindly start to wind down. We've yeah. been sitting here almost 40 minutes already. Holy cow. You know, we, we said we're going to keep it short because we got stuff to do. And, yeah. man, time flies. It does. Time flies. Um, I do want to mention a couple things, though, before we get off here. First of all, um, you are in the PRCA. Yes. PRCA Barrel Man. Barrel Man. Yeah. Um, you. That's what I was. I was. I thought you had your PRCA card. I just wanted to make sure. I, I thought it's, so. I'm actually on my permit yet. Your permit. I fill my permit, but you know. Okay. There's no difference in it and your card, except right. you filled it. Um, um. So that that's really cool. So yeah. I mean, you you are in the big leagues. I mean, in the world of rodeo, that that's as big as it gets. Yeah, there's it nowhere is. to you can't go up from there. Uh, and it's neat. I, I've had two of my heroes growing up, and one of them ain't that much older than me. But uh, was it one of the ones because you had to have reference letters, right? And uh, you know, Bob tallman wrote my reference letter for the announcer. I thought, I mean, I thought the world and all of all tallman watching him announce. Yeah, he's an awesome, awesome guy, great announcer. And then I used to love to watch Rob Schmidt and Miles Hair fight. Yeah, and I mean, they were they were a team, and Rob is one of my references. And I mean, you know, having Having one of your heroes write your reference letter is just, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that is fantastic. And having those two. Heroes are not just those two. I mean. Yeah. Y'alli, I mean, how are you going to get much bigger than that? Yeah, Hall of Famers in the yeah. PRCA. For um, sure. So, that's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I know you got a lot of PRCAs coming up this year. um And we're all, you know, like this year, we're all over. I'm everywhere from North Dakota to down here in North Carolina and everywhere in between. Right. Uh, right a lot of miles, but I tell you, you know, it's fantastic I get to travel, see a bunch of stuff and get paid for it that's that's the greatest part it it's is uh building relationships along the way yeah you know, we you and I hadn't met until what Kentucky this year yeah Kentucky and, you know, built a relationship there and you know, just a neat you know you know everybody uh, and it's kind of cool last year I was broke down like my truck was just oh man it was terrible last year but everywhere I broke down all I did I get on Facebook and somebody in the rodeo world Knew somebody, or they would themselves yeah. come and help. Well, one of the cool things about it, you know, a lot of the people that I've got to be friends with over the years, you know, you you meet people from everywhere. Who, you know, most people that have friends that live five six hours away, you see them once twice a year. Yeah, but here I got friends that live five six hours away. I see every weekend. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's just such a cool life. Um, you know, I did a wedding. Last summer, for some people I met that live way up in Virginia, I mean, five six hours away, and we used to run the same association. I mean, we, we were together every weekend somewhere almost. Yeah. You know, it's just so cool. Um, you meet people from everywhere. You get paid to go places. It's yeah. Well, what well, we've been together three different rodeos this year. Yeah, and, and we live twelve hours apart. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, so yeah, it, it's just great. I love yeah. it. Um. I do, I do appreciate you sitting down to talk to us. You did mention your sponsor. Let you plug yep. them again. Yeah, Durango boots, and I tell you, this, I want to just a little story on Durango boots. Yeah, uh, I had, I used to think Durango boots was the cheapest piece of junk boot that there ever was. You know, I was a Justin man through through. You know, well, my feet were hurting. I was out at uh, with Chad Nicholson and a buddy of mine that's also an announcer, uh, Jamie Osbrink. We were we were there. My feet were killing me. And Jamie says, well, you need to try a pair of Durango's. I said, like, I ain't wearing that piece of junk. And he goes, oh, and he took his off. goes, look at him, how, what the quality is now. And I picked it up, and it was lighter than a tennis shoe. And I thought, man, that's – so I got me a pair. And I haven't worn anything since. Uh, that great boot. I've got a pair of their work boots that I wear a lot. Yeah. And it, you're right. It's like wearing tennis shoes. I yep. love them. I love them. So, yeah, check out Durango Boots. Yep. Who uh, brings you Lefty. Yeah. Um, also on Facebook, you have a ministry page. Yes, it's Cowboy Faith Ministries. I do devotions and stuff. Uh, it's kind of like myself. It's short and sweet usually. Uh, <laughs> I'll sit on my front porch, and, and after I do my devotion then I uh, for myself, then I'll, you know, whatever the Lord lays on my heart, I just, you know, I'll just i speak about that a little bit and uh, so they can catch me there. Uh, if you're out there and you're looking for a rodeo clown, you can find me at John Lefty Key. Key is spelled K-E-E. I don't do doors. Uh, and yeah, you know, they can look there. I've got videos and stuff, uh, so that, you know, there's lots of ways to find me. Well, I thought your last name was Nee at first, <laughs> yeah. and I can't remember if I said that to you when I called on the phone or someone corrected me ahead of time. But uh, yeah, it was—it's not Nee. No, it's not Nee. It's not Knee. No, it's key. It's, his key. it's Key. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't do doors. Uh, <laughs> some people don't do windows, you know, when they're cleaning, but I still do. You just don't do, doors, just don't do doors, right? Yeah. Um, that or I could get into any of them, I guess. You, that is true yeah. that is true so it's and, all about perspective and right? like much yeah. of life about well, and, and yeah and i could be the key to your success yes as a rodeo the key, producer <laughs> the key to having a stellar rodeo yeah top tier barrel man is right here in john lefty key yeah. so give him a call um i appreciate you talking to us about the barrel yeah. really interesting um I'd like to encourage those out there that are fighting. If you don't know how to work with barrel, get with somebody that does because it just adds to the show and keeps us safe. Anybody particular that you would suggest maybe people to look up if they're looking to to learn a little more about working the barrel? Uh, Well, I mentioned before Dusty Tuckness when Dusty's healthy. uh, Him and and Frank, they put on a school in uh, Fort Scott, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Thing. i know it's it's one of the holidays i don't remember i think it's memorial day or somewhere in there they put on a school out there it's awesome uh dusty will show you how to work the barrel oh my dog must have got out <laughs> uh, but you know he's good at it frank's good at showing you uh you know there's a lot of guys out there most of the guys that will show you how to work the barrel are your older guys right uh, you know um, but you know they're they're great webster uh cody webster is yeah. a great guy he'll show you how Yeah, cody's good uh, cody will show you how to freestyle a lot too, and how to work the barrel when you're freestyling and that kind of stuff. But uh, th- those guys are, are awesome, awesome guys. Yeah, we'll definitely check those out. Find Lefty on Facebook. Um, I hate Matt couldn't be here with us today. Um, you know we were trying to make it work in Lincoln last week, um, but he he ended up getting there at 8:08, and Ernie wouldn't let us stop the, stop show. the show. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know either, <laughs> but you know how it goes. Yeah um and of course matt had his son with him so he really didn't um have time to do it afterwards so it's not as much fun without matt but i'm, I'm glad you got to meet him he's a great guy yeah. does a great job announcing um so um we do appreciate once again you tuning in to the End the latch podcast um give us a like and a review where you listen to podcast. um this one's going to be coming out sunday night next week i'm doing an nca ipra up in tennessee um Matt's going somewhere. I can't remember where he's going. You going anywhere next weekend, Lefty? My wife said, "Lisa, am I going anywhere next weekend?" If I got a, actually got a weekend off, I think I've actually got a weekend off. Wow, I've got a few weekend. all you know, I've, I've had contractors get a hold of me, and they're always like, "Man, you're always really booked." It's yeah, like, oh, you're calling for the wrong weekends. Uh, I've well, got mine my... still open in in May. May, uh, okay. I got some first of June, June through September. I I've got nothing open. Uh, but then in the end of the year, fall, then I got a little started. more. My next fully open weekend's first weekend in November. Okay. That's so a good I, thing. It is. It is. I, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, but you can find John Lefty, K-E-E, yeah. on Facebook if you're interested in getting a hold of him. Um, you know, Matt Benfield is back on Facebook. You can find him there. And, of course, you can find me, Adam Lee, the announcer, on Facebook or Instagram. We're going to wrap it up for today. Get ready. um, I'm going to go eat some trout. You're going to go eat something. something. And uh, we're going to get ready for a great show here tonight in Bryson City. Um, So thank you for tuning in. And as always, good night. God bless. And we'll see you down the road.